1: The 3 Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. New taproom now open at Sass Drive and Cameron in Regina. Well, welcome to the 3 Down Greencast. Joel Gaston with uh, John Fraser. And it is important to note that this is going to be a rather emotional start to the Mm -hmm. 3 Down Greencast. As we have a very important uh, decision that John needs to make here. Yes. As we've learned recently in the XFL... With the home current of Sergio Castillo, John's current, or I guess former, favorite CFL-er, there is now another man after his heart. I feel
0: like... I never thought I could say this, Joel. In my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I may be a contestant on the... Is, is it the Bachelorette? that uh, I don't know which one. What, would I be the Bachelor or on the Bachelorette? Was if you're away, the like, man making partner. the
1: decision, then you are the Bachelor.
0: Okay. 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 I never thought I would feel this way, but I feel this time tonight, dramatic music, dramatic host, shot of not Caribbean beaches, but football fields. (laughs) I have to give away (laughs) my last rose to one obscure XFL kicker. I don't know who it's going to be. On one hand, we have my lover from my days in Canada. Who stormed into my heart as a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And my love of him has lasted more than my love of both things in life. And his name was so fun to say. And his love actually lasted me across not one, but two podcasts. That being Sergio. But today... I dug into the past of my Of another football lover Another obscure kicker with a fun to say name And actually Largely thanks to you We now know his history
1: Mm -hmm. Ernesto Yes Ernesto And even his last name Lakeo like, I, I assume like, that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. I didn't actually hear it on the broadcast on the weekend, but doesn't it, matter seemed, it seems it. like that's, that's how it's, we're going to say cool. it. Is. It's super
0: cool. We're going to say it, especially when, when it, this is the rose ceremony. So we know about Sergio. Anybody mm-hmm. that's listened to this podcast knows about my undying love for Sergio Castillo. Joel, can you bring us up to speed as to why this is such a difficult decision for me, largely based on
1: the past of my boy Ernesto? Yes. So over the weekend... In the XFL, the Seattle Dragons were playing, and their kicker rolled out for a field goal attempt. I believe he made the kick. It's not really important to the story because quality of player is not really important in John's love, especially when it comes no, to no. names. And it's—I immediately sought. It. it was arresto, <laughs> So, of course, naturally, I texted him about Erresto. I think you might have still—you were busy with something you didn't see it right away. Anyway,
0: parenting or being sick yeah. after getting back from Mexico.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so just now before we decided to go, to do this dumb opening, I decided, well, maybe I should actually look up to make sure that this guy, there's something cool here, that this guy, maybe that's how you actually pronounce his name or something, I don't know, something to make us look somewhat professional. We were doing
0: research, because that's what we do on this podcast.
1: Exactly, we do research five seconds before I'm about to hit record. Booyah! And what I uncovered, as this makes this even better, and could not have met our wildest dreams about Ernesto. (laughs) Like, if you told me what I'm about to tell you about Ernesto's past in football, I would not believe you. (laughs) And he may even become my favorite player. I've already sent the information to friend of the show, Dan Plaster. I'm sure he'll quite enjoy it as well.
0: (laughs) You know what? I would be a Plaster's Alley. You're right. mm -hmm.
1: Just from his college days alone. Forget everything else. So, Ernesto Laqueo, and this is from Wikipedia. You can look it up yourself if you think I'm making this up. Born May 5th, 1989. Not important is American football kicker for the Seattle Dragons of the XFL. This is one of my favorite parts. He played college football at Hastings College of the NAIA. That's like really low level Division I football, which is amazing. Real low. Oh, the yeah. Ryder, the Riders signed that's like, a guy out of there this year. That's how amazing that is. So it's right. That is some deep scouting. That is, that is
0: not a great
1: league. No, where he holds all kicking records in Hastings College history. Good for him. Uh, unsurprisingly, he went undrafted in the 2011 NFL draft. Um, and this is where you usually hear about undrafted free agents signing the NFL or the CFL or other various leagues. Not really here. Um, Ernesto signed with the Nebraska Danger of the that's, IFL. That's, that's, that might be,
0: Danger might be one of the best team names I've ever heard. But wait, there's but more. I know, that's what I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> for this.
1: After one year with Danger, with the Danger, Ernesto then signed with the Louisiana Swashbucklers. Of the PIFL in 2013. That's a thing. That, After the swashbucklers folded in 2013, Ernesto then signed with the Wichita Wild of the CPIFL in 2014. He said an in all-arena indoor record of 30 field goals made in a season, including be... a 55-yarder against the Salina Bombers, which I'm guessing must come from, like, your own goal line in oh, no,
0: football. They, <laughs> they, they do, like, remember that stupid thing in the NHL skills competition? They probably put you on a platform out in, like, the stands, and, like, you're surrounded by nachos and beer. Or, I guess it's arena football, surrounded by absolutely nobody, and you just take a go at it from the stands.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Um, So, from there, he joined another team from Wichita, another league called the Wichita Force, who knew there were two indoor league teams in Wichita. For the 2015 season, we played 10 games before being called up to play for the Las Vegas Outlaws of the Arena Football League in 2015, Blah, 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 2016, he played for the Portland Steel of the AFL and is now with, of course, the Seattle Dragons of the XFL. Yes, the most interesting thing about the whole thing is the Louisiana swashbucklers.
0: Right, like, I love the fact that he is with an
1: XFL team
0: and that is, like,
1: the, the least, least weird, The least weird thing about his entire ba- football background is the fact that he is currently in the XFL.
0: Right, and, and has, a, has an awesome name. So, I think, Joel... Uh, I'm going to give my XFL Rose to Ernesto and the Seattle Dragons. Yes.
1: I think it's fair with, with Sergio. What you had was special in Canada. But as soon as he crossed that border, I mean, it, and, it, was, and, and, it, was, it was a whole new game. He had, he, had, that, he, he had a head start. But, I mean, this this is hard to top, man.
0: Anybody that can put my heart, my swashbuckling heart, in danger and drive me wild like Ernesto. It's my rose. See what I did there? That, uh, that might be the most creative thing I've ever effing done on this podcast.
1: I mean, it's not a high bar, but yeah. Spectacularly low,
0: but <laughs> I effing nailed it.
1: Like, just, just when, you, when I started, because I remember when I started reading this this portion of Ernesto's uh, biography to you. And I mentioned the Nebraska danger, and you lost your mind. And I was like, and as I'm reading ahead, before even I said it to you in my head, I was like, oh man, this gets even better. <laughs> oh, oh yeah
0: oh yeah and now the, the fun thing is 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 of course while you're telling me this
1: mm. uh doing my own research
0: i'm googling the nebraska danger um i was originally optimistic because i'm like like we're, we're finding like we found some old swashbucklers game worn apparel on ebay but they haven't existed since 2013 right so mm. i'm like okay oh the nebraska danger they've got videos from 2019 that's awesome and then I read that the Nebraska Danger are currently for sale and have folded. So, here's an idea, Joel.
1: Are we buying the Nebraska pop- Danger?
0: We are buying the Nebraska Danger. I'm going to put in a, band, did we, did we a bid. Who'd we need to start up a
1: GoFundMe to buy the Nebraska Danger?
0: Uh, yeah. Can yeah Down that's, Nation that's, could own
1: a football team.
0: We could. We could. Um, I, I would say, like... We could start up like one of those OnlyFans sites, but nobody wants to see me in naked or in a thong. So, you know, we might have to go the GoFundMe route.
1: Yeah, that, or I guess karaoke fundraisers, which apparently are a thing for you.
0: That's fair. Two years in a row now, and I'm glad you transitioned into that. One last chance to tell everybody coming out Sutherland Hall tomorrow night, seven o'clock or. Tomorrow night, we're recording Thursday night. So if you're listening you're, to this hey, after. You're
1: a radio veteran and you're recording stuff you know not to say today, tonight, and tomorrow. Say the day of the week, John. Come on.
0: This is why this is why <laughs> I'm not on radio anymore. So so Friday, as in the the, the day after we're releasing this, if you're listening to this on Friday, if you, you're shit out of luck if you're listening to it after Friday. Uh, Kinsman Hall. Uh, it's a Telemiracle uh, fundraiser. Lots of really great media personalities coming on out there. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, last year. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I performed tequila, uh, which and then you me. sang, but, I'm... Ah! Hey! but because I can't sing and I'm talentless, I found a way around it. I just stood up there and did three shots of tequila and slowly, progressively, more aggressively shoulder dance. Now this year, <laughs> I am actually the going to dances. attempt to sing. What the hell's today? Twenty. Hmm. Tomorrow's the. Hang on. No date on the count. The 21st. On the 21st, um, I'll be singing Friends in Low Places for my first performance. And my second performance, accompanied by a costume I have procured through my own apparel, ACDC's Thunderstruck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hoping, what I'm hoping for, Joel. Mm Mm-hmm is the crowd sings along to Friends in Low Places because it's kind of one of those karaoke songs that everybody sings along to and the beers are cheap and everybody's all pissed up by the time you get on stage. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that my schoolboy rocker costume with my guitar hero guitar is enough to at least get some laughs and ignore the fact, and and, you know, like, if you're trying to sing like ACDC, people are laughing, they're having a good time, it's going to be fine. So, but either way, great cause, tell a miracle a ton of fun i think this thing raised like 20 or 30 grand last year uh super affordable beers great thing to do on your friday night it's over by 11 so if you're those people that need to go into the club you know grinds all up on each other or even if you're like me and you have to work saturday uh buckle up buttercup get yourself a little bit of uh gatorade uh it'll be fine see you sutherland hall saskatoon friday the 21st seven ish and if you missed it I have enough coworkers coming. I'm sure if you come down Oakwood Nissan, they will gladly show you video. Yeah,
1: okay, I didn't. It didn't let you promote your business at the same time.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's you know what? I got the double promotion. Uh, it's out of my system now. And maybe we should promote the people that actually you know don't pay us money, but pay us in beer, which is even better. Uh, our friends at Pile of Bones that do sponsor us. And uh...
1: yes, yeah, so of course, on this episode of the Greencast uh, brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. We will eventually talk about the playoff format, because if you saw us on online before recording this, uh, I was kind of soliciting ideas, as I I like to get a little bit of uh, listener feedback every once in a while, just to see uh, if people are actually listening to us a little bit. Um, so we were looking for your ideas for the dumbest playoff f- ideas we can come up with. John and I have some for ourselves. Uh, they'll also appear on 3downation.com as well at some point, as I, I wrote a piece that uh, I think Dunk enjoyed, it just hasn't been posted yet. But of course, before we get to all that, uh, John, what's in the glass this week? Well, Joel, I'm going to peel back the curtain here a little bit.
0: I... Since I got back from Mexico on Friday, Mm -hmm. I was not feeling that good. I did go out and buy some... I bought a four-pack of Tallboys, because I'm not going to lie. Mexican beer, very good. Uh, Modelo at the resort I was at. Modelo Especial. It was an amber that actually... You know what? The Modelo Especial kind of reminded me just a hint of uh, Rebellion's Amber, which was good. It was a nice change of pace while I was down in Mexico. But I would have stabbed somebody to have a pile of bones wet IPA. So what did I do? I went and bought four tall boys the night I got back from Mexico.
1: I'm glad you didn't stab someone.
0: That's fair. Uh, I would
1: be in Mexican prison
0: and you would not have a. Well, plaster's probably better than me or whatever. So I'm, I'm glad I also came back. Um, so my plan was to save those till we recorded tonight.
1: They that is way too it. long of a time for four beers for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've seen me drink.
0: Two hours is way too long of a time for four beers for me some night. So um, I'll talk about Modelo Especial. I'll talk about Modelo Dark. I'll talk about the Pile of Bones White IPA had and I will not tell you what I'm drinking out of my fridge cuz you would disown me as a friend and probably fire me as a co-host but it's all I got. I
1: haven't had time to go back out yet. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll I'll let it slide this time because it's the off season and yeah.
0: It's it's it's
1: all I had. I got I got
0: there's just poor's banquet in my fridge. I'm sorry. I saw that's that monster. And didn't say anything. I know. Uh, well, it's, it's Lacey likes so it. She's not into the craft beers like I am, so I'm drinking some of Lacey's beer, which is Coor Ban- Coors Banquet, which...
1: Is that why you're saying it quietly, so she doesn't hear you?
0: No, she's in bed already. I just, I feel such
1: you feel amounts shame? of shame. I feel so much shame that, like, I just, I, I don't want to say it loud. I just... Fair enough. It's... I will it's, I will redeem weird. us. I will redeem us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go. You, you so for me, us. as usual, I visited our friends at the Pile Bones Brewing Company, and uh, they hooked me up with the now-returned, one of your favorites, the Cranberry Kettle Sour.
0: So. Oh, yes. I got so hammered off of those at your wedding. <laughs> which is impressive, because they're, they're, like, they're only like 4% too, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're, they're a little on the lighter scale, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I still got hammered off of them <laughs> at your
1: wedding. I mean, you were mixing in the whites there too as well, which I purposely saved for the wedding day rather than bringing to the night before.
0: That is why you're the best, and you instructed the bartenders to hide them and tell them when the loud guy asked for them to give them. It was great.
1: Mm -hmm. So, no way to transition to that, really. Uh, We've seen recently that uh, the CFL is apparently seriously looking at potentially changing their playoff format. For some long overdue, for some not. Um, So what they're kind of looking at doing, and uh, don't worry, we won't be serious for too long about this, don't worry. Um, the CFL is be- essentially looking to adopt the format many have been crying for them to do for a long time, which is the top two seeds get a buy, and then we say screw divisions and play three versus six and four versus five, and mm-hmm. then this is where the reality show, game show twist, I don't know where it came, and Randy Abrosi's been talking about, well, how about the top seeded team picks then the team they want to play? <laughs> <laughs> what it's i mean okay it's not unheard of we've heard it discussed in other channels before most recently major league baseball in an attempt to get people to stop talking about cheating brought it up it's eh. it's fair or track can <laughs> banging or
0: steroids or whatever whatever else they're screwing up this week yeah
1: and while i have my opinions on it i'm not really you know the 1 through 6 thing i get that's you know mm-hmm. entirely fair i think most people are kind of on board with that um I, I see pros and cons to the picking of the team you play. I mm-hmm. think there's some fun to it, especially you say should the first place team lose to the team they chose, that's always when it'll be fun, otherwise it's whatever. Oh yeah. So that's I mean, and I feel like it's something that eventually it might get old and people just kinda of get over it.
0: I think though, okay. I am pro picking your team. I haven't been on social media a lot with the whole Mexican vacation and actually being busy at work for the first time since December. But I am, I saw this firsthand. And the reason I like it so much is it like, you know, how as a game progresses, especially in today's day and age when players know each other and you don't really have that hate or that disrespect between two teams like you used to a lot back in the day. And it (laughs) will grow through a game, you know, or a season or something. It just, it adds that little bit of spice they picked us f you you think you can beat us let's go it just it makes the game and i'm not saying that somebody should go target the quarterback's head but it just it brings something extra to the game and the reason i i relate to this is i've seen it firsthand uh the northeast alberta junior b hockey league otherwise known as the n-e-a-j-b-h-l
1: which, by the way, never use an acronym when it is harder to say than the name of your league. <laughs>
0: right? Like, I had to rehearse <laughs> to say that a couple times today. I was like, that was my podcast prep. N-E-A-J-B-H-L. N-E-A-J-B-H-L. Uh, that's how, it was like Potato Potato or, you know, Unique New York. But a few years ago, working at Lloyd Minster at the time, uh, new sports, jockeying at one oh six one The Goat. And that league had a pick-your-opponent playoff system. And the number one seed Lloyd Minster Bandits picked the number six seed Cold Lake Ice. There was eight teams. So you'd think that Lloyd would pick the number eight team and so on and so forth. No, they picked number six. And right from the drop of the puck in that seven-game series, I had been to Lloyd and Cold Lake games before and it was nothing there. It was like a, you know, it was a junior B game. No real rivalry. But the intensity... On the ice in that four-game series, which, by the way, the six-seeded Cold Lake Ice swept the number one seed Lloydminster, Lloydminster Bandits. <laughs> and it was just – it was a lot of fun. I it, Like, it just – it added to it. It added to that, you know, it gives the team that's been picked nobody believes in us. And, and, like, because only two teams will be selected, I don't think you'll see it as much in the other game. But there's intrigue to it. Who do you pick? Who matches up better? What do, what do we know that, you know, what do we perceive compared to what do the coaches perceive and, and and doing a televised special and, and, and maybe let's get some honest, you know, we think we can beat them because of this. We think we match up well here. Like I just, it gives you new storylines. It gives you different storylines than the same old bullshit that we hear before every playoff series. Oh, they're good. Everybody's good. We're just going to go ahead. Like I love it. And I'm with – I don't think it's something that the CFL could do long-term.
1: Mm-mm. I, 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 I think, think ultimately it's been thrown out there as something to get pushed aside to get the rest of it through, basically.
0: And no, I would I would agree. But I, I think it's something – you try it for two, three years, as Ambrosie has hinted. It's something new. It's something that hasn't been done before. And you and I are all about football being fun. Oh, absolutely. We – we spent all weekend, especially because, uh, I mean, both my kids got sick after I got back from Mexico. So I think I watched every XFL game this weekend. And you and I were texting the entire weekend on how fun the XFL was. You know, how open it was. You know, hearing the play calls and, and, and hearing the call in the replay booth. I'm all for things that, that, that because you and I, as, we've spent time around hockey culture. And hockey's head is so far up its own ass, as we've discussed in this podcast, that it's just it's not fun anymore. But football can be fun. And I think this makes it this adds to that. It makes it fun. It makes it intriguing, makes it spicier. I want to see it. I want to see it. Gimmicky or not, I don't give a shit. The draft lottery is gimmicky. There's something in every sport that is gimmicky. One-game playoffs in baseball are gimmicky. Just give me the, the – let me watch the team's pick and do it on a nationally televised night, and, and let's see it. I want to see it. I love it.
1: So if we're going to make the playoffs gimmicky and fun, let's go all in, right? <clears throat> enough, of the, enough, yes. of, enough of this pussyfooting around, all right? That's right. No, way, just pick your own team. Pfft. Anyone can pick who they want to play. No. No. No, we got to get, we we got to get to some real good stuff. Yeah, so we're going to start with something that um, it'll be a piece that may or may not eventually be on three donation. It may be by the time you listen to this, it may not, because I've written the piece and I've kind of flushed out some ideas that I've decided to make the CFL playoffs even weird. And awesome. uh, my, my number one option kind of starts with um, an idea that I saw, I was kind of thinking of it that I saw also from uh, Calgary Stampeder fan on Twitter, Deb Roule, um, suggesting, you know what, could, let's, just have a, let's just have a draft lottery. You basically have a lottery for the playoffs. Right? And I decided, and I, I, I thought about it a little bit. I'm like, eh, if we're going to render the regular season meaningless with such things like picking the team you want to play and all that, then um, let's just have eight of the nine teams in the playoffs and bring them in national, you know, kind of do like the draft lottery thing with the NHL and have the GM sitting there and, you know, have them wondering where the ping pong ball is going to drop if who they're going to play. And the added benefit of having eight of the nine teams in the playoffs is, that ninth team that misses the playoffs really feels shame, as the truly the only team that really sucks in the CFL this year.
0: You, you and they, have, to... they get to
1: wear some kind of hat or something for being so being so bad, and they have to sit in the corner at the uh, playoff lottery.
0: I was just gonna say a dunce cap in the corner. You stole the words <laughs> right out of my mouth. I I love the play. I love the playoff lottery idea. I I, I... it's zany. And I like – it. And, and see, the funny thing is is, is, is you and I got talking into, you know, different kind of playoff c- scenarios that we've seen and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I kept going back to a page playoff, how oh, that's kind of goofy, but I'm like, I, I think I'd, a page playoff well, I think we'll get to the page playoff football.
1: as an – yeah, we'll get to that as an actual solution perhaps at the end.
0: Exactly. That might be an actual solution. But what I like – and again, I draw this from my experience from, calling, from covering a lot of obscure hockey, okay? Mm-hmm. You should, like, literally, at levels of senior hockey, you can just challenge another team. Out of no- You can put a team together and challenge them. The year the Thunder Bay Bombers won an Allen Cup, which is the Canadian senior men's AAA title, they were just a bunch of dudes that mostly played with us while drinking beer on Saturday nights. So they were like, hey, we're from northern Ontario. We should challenge the Manitoba champion. So I would like it if, like, after the playoffs are set, a, a group of guys could just go find a stadium in Windsor. Be like, we're the Windsor Wichitas. And we challenge the Hamilton. Boom, the swashbucklers. And any team from any league could get on in there. Just like, you know what? Hey, Seattle Dragons, you're on in. You want to challenge somebody? Do it. And just challenge until there is no more challenge, like they used to do in the days of the night of the influenza epidemics, in the days of gone by, where you could just challenge for the Stanley Cup, even after the Great Cup has been awarded. See, and Saskatchewan I, Saskatchewan Huskies, want a challenge. Challenge accepted.
1: I included that in the piece, kind of a spin on that. I took the uh, WWE model. And created, money in the bank. created money in the bank for the CFL, and there's various different ways you could award it. You could award it based on you know a team that's in first place at the midway point of the season. So you get you know you can silence the people who say the CFL doesn't matter before Labor Day. Nothing matters before Labor Day. Hey, if you're first before the CFL before Labor Day, you have an ironclad contract to I don't know get a playoff spot or challenge for the Grey Cup after or do something with it. Should your should your season in the t- go in the tank after the halfway point? Now now see what would have to happen in
0: that though. Is during the celebration. During the Great Cup celebration, you'd have to have a representative from the team. You know, a quarterback, a player, a coach, or whomever. I uh, could just see Craig Dickinson running out with his bright red money in the bank suitcase <laughs> and throwing it at Andrew Harris. Boom, off the head, boom, game starts right now. Because that's how they do it with the WWE. You've got Sometimes, money in the yeah. bank, it starts right now.
1: Yeah, you could easily do that. And the the other idea I had with that. Is kind of ties into uh, an idea I had to radically change the playoff format altogether. Right, and you you could decide the money in the bank in this same format. When we were at our, when I was at your place, were during the uh, Saskatoon men's spiel, where we yep. drank many beers between curling games. Yes, mostly um, drank a lot. We of mostly beers. drank beers. Yes, and won money for pizza. Um, That's right. There was the one evening where we partaked and watched the uh, NHL All Star game. We did, yes, and it got me thinking. These days, they say millennials and kids have no attention spans. They right. can't watch a full sporting event. Right. Well, instead of a bunch of games over a few weeks to determine a championship, at least the semi division semifinals and the division final, what if we played them all in one day in a series of mini-games? Basically four quarters, Ooh. four games, we're on to the Grey Cup. Uh. Teams in first and second would play in the third and fourth quarter, giving them a bit of an advantage, and there we go. Everyone plays in the same field, neutral site, all day, 15-minute quarters, you think a one-game playoff is serious? Imagine your season's on the line in 15 minutes. Extreme, and I like it.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous, and I love it. I, yeah. I, I have another idea. Okay. I, have an, I, have, I have another idea. We make them play a different sport for the last playoff spot. <laughs> think you're athletic? <laughs> you know what? Hey, six and seven seeds, guess what? You get, to, And the sport is just drawn at random. Guess what? This week, you get to curl against each other for the final playoff
1: spot. Or or you get Suddenly to play... Suddenly, the Eskimos are in the front seat with Sean White.
0: Fair. But also, it could be you get to play pickleball. A team match of pickleball. Oh my God, or... is that
1: Paul McCallum coming out of retirement?
0: <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> There, you think you're athletic? Guess what? The week before the playoffs begin... No, the Tuesday night before the playoffs begin... You're all out on a pickleball court someplace or in a curling rink as your teams cheer you on playing a sport you've never played before in your life to determine your playoff lives.
1: And that, that kind of goes along, so we're going to go into a little bit of a listener feedback here. Um, there's, I have some other ideas, too, that we'll get to, but uh, the, your idea of deciding the final playoff spots uh, inspired me to bring up our, our friend Mike on Facebook, who uh, and this, this makes me laugh, just the picture of it in my mind. It is incredible because podcasting is a visual medium. Um, The final playoff spot in the East and West are determined by a game of musical chairs between the team's two biggest offensive linemen. (laughs) Uh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I put out the call for really dumb playoff proposals and we got some stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not really quite getting it. And then, of course, you can always count on Mike Sweeney to come through in the clutch like that. Mike,
0: Mike, Chris Jones, Sweeney, uh, really did. We also had... um... Where the heck? I'm, I'm pulling through. Uh, also, some of the good stuff. By the way, i got to give uh, also fellow karaoke c- contestant uh, Clayton Croker. Uh, my boy uh, Clayton from uh, 96.3 Cruise FM here in the city. Uh, didn't come up with an idea, but did give us the playoff tiebreaker
1: from the classic movie Basketball. And Which I believe just... is kind of the same idea as going through Devin Haru's head during the final night of the round robin at the Scotties. <laughs> on Wednesday night. <laughs> Good old shooter Haru, and and
0: another thing I liked, and this this came from Mitch, who was replying to us. Same playoff oh, yeah. format we already have. We're not changing anything with the playoff format, but randomly selected players from teams that didn't make the playoffs are the officials. And I simply replied.
1: Josh Smith is going to love us for the wrestling references this week. Oh, I mean, how can you not make wrestling references? It's a perfect tie-in for making something ridiculous and over the top, right?
0: Exactly! So I just <laughs> sent a picture of Shane McMahon, guest referee. And uh, yeah, well liked by all. I uh, I liked it. Another one. That's a that really great be... idea,
1: actually. Like you imagine you just lost the West semi-final to the Calgary Stampeders and now you're going to officiate them in the West final? Imagine Simone Lawrence officiating Zach Caleros.
0: <laughs>
1: Imagine Jerron Carter
0: officiating anybody. He'd just be stoned. It'd be it'd be a good time I, if you could mic him up. That'd be all good. But... Well, they're, they're the officials. They have to be mic'd up. Yeah, to the level of the XFL, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. That would be good. Um, yeah, no, we had we had some more good ideas. I, I'm looking through the Twitter feed here. I'm trying to multitask without hanging up on you, which, of course, is important to do. Mm-hmm. Um, A <laughs> little bit of... Uh <laughs> I feel like we stand in solidarity now with our friends at the Piffles podcast. Yes. Who can boom it deepest in the end zone from the opponent's 45 contest in the playoffs from our good friend Saf, which, of course, read between the lines... Rider podcast talking about a punting it into the end zone from the team's forty-five yard line.
1: Said punts also remained between the lines.
0: But, but, but you know, you just you just make sure they stay between the lines, and you, they go in the end zone, and then all of a sudden you win the Grey Cup. So clearly, as we discuss, the Riders would be the clear favorite. I'm not naming names.
1: I don't want. We wouldn't want to enrage the the uh, the supporters of said person of said people who. Cannot handle any criticism towards their golden boy.
0: That's right. All around great guy.
1: Great interview.
0: Seems like a good dude. Kind of dude I'd like to have a drink, drink a beer with. Needs to learn what the F a coffin corner is. Or how to execute it. Either way. I I, I like that idea from Saf. From said same
1: podcast, Greg also suggested uh, two man sack races. Which I think would be (laughs) hilarious. Especially (laughs) if you, uh, if you like teamed together. One of the team's massive offensive linemen with like the kick returner. Trying yes. to run up two-man potato sack race.
0: <laughs> or, or or better idea, mascots and lineman sack races. You get some mm-hmm. big sacks. Could you imagine that? The playoff comes down to Gaynor the Gopher and, like, Josiah St. John against, like, Patrick Newfield and Buzz and or Boomer or Captain Bomber because the Bombers have way too many freaking mascots. But, yeah. They're not allowed, no, they're I'm not allowed to, to, say-
1: to use the airplane, though.
0: That'd be cheating. That'd be that cheating. That was my plan. You put the sack. You put. You put. Okay. So, caps. Okay. Captain Bomber. He's got his little plane. He kind of skirts around in because he's one of three Winnipeg mascots uh, when there's a touchdown. Well, yeah, and I guess then Calgary could use quick six. And yeah, no, you're right. Everything. Everything. Props are banned. Cow, that would be the smartest one to use. It's it's true. All all the um all the props are banned. On the on, yeah.
1: On the same level of thinking in the piece, I was thinking to uh, determine. The the playoff seating and ordering and who would play who we just had a mascot royal rumble
0: <laughs> with entrance music and everything. <laughs> uh, oh, I oh
1: I suddenly have an idea. Okay. I suddenly have an idea. Okay, okay. Breaking news: John has idea. Podcaster
0: flag football game. Oh no no no! There's not enough of us podcaster doubles curling. <laughs> we could represent the riders, you know, and then, uh, and then, and then, uh, and then do
1: whatever would be in best interest for the storyline rather than them.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, we can win or lose. We've shown our aptitude at doing both. Especially losing. especially losing, especially. Oh God, we're so good at losing. Um, and all the while announced WWE style by the neutral guys, the two and out CFL podcast. Brazilian Thai Trav Cura sitting there doing WWE style play-by-play. Play by, play by God, he's throwing a draw. He has lost his broom. No, he threw no. it so hard.
1: No, no. That's not who's doing play-by-play. Play. Oh, okay. You know who's doing play-by-play. Play. Our friend from the Youth Olympic curling.
0: Ah, uh, yes. The greatest commentator <laughs> in curling history. Unnamed <laughs> British guy. Because someone has to win.